Amen. Genesis 39. Genesis 39. I was thinking uh, this morning, the Bible says for the, the, the older men in the church to teach the younger men to be sober-minded. And I have my own definition of what sober-minded means. Of course, it's not drunk, not high, not all those things, physically sober, but spiritually sober. means aware and alert of what God is doing in your life now, focused on the season at hand now. Amen? And we need the older men in the church to teach the younger men how to be sober-minded. That means, older men, you need to learn how to be sober-minded enough so you can teach it. Amen? Get a walk with God. Our young men need help. Uh, teach them to be sober-minded. Older women, you got a job, too, before you. The Bible says for you to teach the younger women. Amen? How to marry, love their husbands, and, and have a fervent walk with God. Amen. Where's the older women that are going to teach the younger women? Where's the older men that are going to teach the young men? That means you got to get in shape with the Lord. Genesis 39, that has nothing to do with the message, but maybe it does. I don't know. Genesis 39, when you find it, would you please stand? The Bible says, thine eyes affecteth thine heart. It's important to have the word of God in your hands. Uh, God's designed our eyes to look at something. Welcome back, Justin. Amen. Good to have you back. Justin was backslidden and in the world. And he, he, he... when he was feeding the pigs, he said, you know what, I'm going to go back, amen. amen. Now, he was on vacation, and I know he was blessed. He actually preached down there, amen. Uh, welcome back, Justin, and uh, we're praying for you. It's great to have you back. Genesis 39, the uh, Bible says in verse 1, And Joseph was brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh. So this, Potiphar was an uh, officer of Pharaoh. He was captain of the guard. An Egyptian brought him uh, of the hands of the Ishmaelites, which had brought him down thither. So Potiphar was a strong man, amen? He had uh, some resources, as we'll see, and, and uh, he was one of Pharaoh's right-hand men. And the Lord was with Joseph. The Lord was with Joseph. And that's what I want to preach on this morning. The Lord was with Joseph. And he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. God was with Joseph. Do you want God to be with you? You want God to be with you, and it's up to you if you want that. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you, James chapter 5 says. And what's it say right after that? Cleanse your hands. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. When you get close to God, he'll get close to you, but there's some things that you need to do. There are some things you need to do if you're going to get close to God. If you want to get close to God, you want God to be with you. Let's pray. Father, thank you, Father, for your word and the power of it, Lord. Thank you for the preaching. Uh, Lord, you've chosen the foolishness of preaching, Father. Uh, Lord, to those that perish, it's just foolishness. But to us who believe, it's the power of God. And Lord, uh, help us to be surrounded by the word of God, preaching of God, preaching of your word. Um, Help us, Lord, to give our lives uh, to you. Father, either the the devil's going to take it or we can give it to you, Lord, and Help us to commit our lives in the trust of, of Almighty God. And we know, uh, Lord, that you will make and give us a life that's worth living. You designed us. You created us. Uh, only you know, Father, what we're meant for in this life. And it's to praise and honor you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. amen. Uh, Psalm, or Genesis 39, you may be seated. Sorry. 
Genesis 39. Some of you would have, you stayed standing. That's good, amen. Uh, waiting. Genesis 39. The Bible says, the Lord was with Joseph. The Lord was with him. The Lord was with him. And nobody likes to be alone. You know what? When I'm, when I'm alone, uh, I usually don't eat. That's just the type of guy I am. I, I said, uh, if, if I'm old and alone, I probably wouldn't eat. I'd starve to death. I have no desire to eat. I'm not, I don't get hungry, you know. Um, I think I can just, now eventually I would eat. You know, I'm not, you're not going to find a skeleton in the house. Uh, I'll eat something, amen. But the appetite is not there. But when, I, when, I'm, when I'm with my family, I mean, I wait to get home after work and uh, get home with the family. And that's when I want to eat, when I see them and, and there's uh, fellowship involved, amen. Or when somebody's working with me, I'll get, I'll get hungry uh, because uh, there, there's fellowship involved, amen. And we, we live a life alone, but we don't have to. God's there with us. And Jesus said, I will never, 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 never leave thee nor forsake thee. And that's a promise that you have to hold on to. And you don't need to live your life alone. You have a God that's alive. Amen. With the only true living God. Uh, all gods of this world uh, are false, except for the God of the Bible, the God of Abraham. Isaac and Jacob, the God who made all things, the God who became flesh, the Bible says, and he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Uh, be, uh, behold, behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the world, John the Baptist said. Jesus said, when I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. That's the God, the true living God. That created all things. The Bible says that he created all things. And by him, all things consist. That means the Lord is working and he's at work in your life today. And without him, there's nothing that consists. The the sun will drop from the sky if Christ doesn't hold it up with his hands. Amen. We say talk about gravity and all that. And we have to spend uh, man's whole lifetime of existence to study the stars. But we still don't know what's going on. And the Bible says the sun is not a star. I don't believe the sun is a star. The sun is a light, amen? And you put it up in there, and, and the Bible says after that, he made the stars also, amen? And they don't know what the stars are. Uh, the gases of balls are far away and all that, and they can see it from a microscope. And, but the Lord just made, Jesus Christ made the stars like this. He said, I'm going to make all these stars. Boop, period. And as complex as space is, God didn't even think about when he created it. But you, on the other hand, he said you were fearfully and wonderfully made. And this world just throws people, they kill the little babies in the womb. They wouldn't even do that to puppies. Oh, they just, uh, why? Because man is created in God's image. And the devil hates that. He hates mankind. Although we're not much, we're just made from some dirt. But God gave us a spirit. And that spirit's going to live on for eternity. Amen. And when you get saved, the spirit of God now resides in you. And now you are sons, the Bible says, and not masters. And his spirit beareth witness with your spirit that you are a child of God. And you can walk with your God and, and love your God and know your God because he's your God. And he's your friend and he's your king and he's your Lord. And all the above. That's our God. That's our God. Walk with your God. Walk with your king. 
Serve your king. The Lord was with Joseph. I thought, Pastor, I thought God is with all of us. That's true. That's true. There are some times I forget. uh, I'll get so mentally worn out and occupied that I forget maybe that my family's next to me. Right? Ever take a road trip? You got to. This is all, all most guys. You got to get to eight from A to B. You got to get there in a certain amount of time. No stopping. If I go 87 miles an hour, I'll get there in this X amount of time. Right, guys? Phew! We're going to make it, honey. The GPS is a lie. We're going to make it there in 30 minutes earlier. And then she says, well, can we make a stop? Ah, there goes my time that I gained. Right? And we'll forget about what we're actually the purpose of just being together. And you, listen, you could be in church today and you might not be here. You think God, God is with you? Yeah, he was with you. But we're not talking about like that. You're in church today, but you're somewhere else. You're waiting to go outside and smoke a cigarette. You're waiting to go home and, and, uh, so you can turn your crock pot off because there's meat in there. And, and you're waiting to get home to watch a movie or a show and, and everything else. But God's with you. Is he with you? Is he with you? You know he's with you because he promised he'll never. God committed to you that he's going to stay with you. But you need to stay with him. You need to be with him. And the Bible said, when the Bible says the Lord was with Joseph, that means Joseph was with him. That means Joseph was with him. The Lord was with Joseph. Look at 39 verse 21. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. God was with Joseph. God was with Joseph. God was with Joseph. And we need God with us today. More than ever, you need God with you. You need God with you. Now, Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse ye your hands, you sinners, the Bible says. When we come before God, we, when we want to walk with God, there's some things that we're going to have to do. Amen? Our ways are not God's ways. God's ways are not our ways. And we need to examine and count the cost of life and consider the matter at hand that we don't have but so many days here. We don't have so many days but to serve the Lord. The night cometh when no man can work, the Bible says. And we need Christ more than ever, and your family needs Christ more than ever, and this world needs Christ more than ever, and your kids need Christ more than ever, and your marriage needs Christ more than ever. We need Christ. We need him. And we need him to be with us. Jesus said, if two or three be gathered together in my name, there I am in the midst. I thought Jesus was with us all the time. No, There are certain requirements for him to be with you. He's with you, but I'm talking about with you. For him to fill this place, this room, and this church, the spirit of God, we have to be walking in the spirit. For God to use you in your life, you have to be walking in the spirit of God. The Bible says you can't be walking in the flesh and fulfilling the lust of your flesh. But they that walk in the spirit do mind the things of the spirit. The Bible says for the spirit and the flesh, they're they're contrary, they're opposites. Opposites can't walk together. 
How can two walk together unless they be agreed? You need to walk with the Lord. Have a walk with God. Get to know God. Get to know who saved you. Get to know who loves you. Don't walk around empty anymore. You want Christ in your life. You need Christ in your life. Can you imagine if the Lord's looking at you and saying, man, I can't wait to get away from him? Can you imagine if the Lord Jesus Christ had that uh, spirit when he looks at you? I can't wait till I get away from him. I promise that I'll stay with him, but I can't wait till he uh, can't wait till he dies or can't wait till he uh, just get, gets in the hospital or, or I can't wait till this nonsense is over. No, the Bible says he delighteth in mercy more than judgment. The Bible says where sin abounds, his grace doth much more abound. We have such a good God. We have such a mighty God. We have such a powerful God. And all that you need He's right there. He is our all. He's everything. But Christ will never say that. Christ will never think that. Christ doesn't need to be loved. He is love. We need his love. Amen? We need to be loved by him. Christ doesn't need our presence. He wants our presence. But we need his presence. We need him. We need him. If thine presence... Oh, God doesn't go with me. Lord, then I don't want to go. I don't want to go. The reason why he's with us is because the Lord Jesus Christ made some commitments to us that he would never leave us. And you know what? We need to make commitments to him if we want the Lord to be with us. If we want the Lord to be with us as he was with Joseph, we need to make some commitments today that God, in my life, I want, when people see me, I want them to see you. When Moses got off the mountain, the Bible says his face was glowing from the presence of God. We need Christ. We ought to know we need him. We ought to want him. We ought to love him. Because he loves us. The Bible says in 1 Peter 4.19, Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. Commitment. Commit your soul to God. God made your soul. He owns your soul. Your soul never dies. The Bible says to be absent from the body is to be present from the Lord. The moment you pass away, your soul is either, if you're not saved this morning, you will be in hell, and the time of everything is over for you. I'm sorry to say that. I wish hell did not exist. I I do. I wish it wasn't real, but it is. I wish it wasn't that bad, but it is. The Bible says where the worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth, the Bible says. And Christ doesn't want you to go there either. That's what hell is. It's a real place for eternal judgment until the time when all people from hell 
death and hell shall be brought out and stand before the white, the great white throne of judgment. And the Lord Jesus Christ will explain to them why, why they're in hell, why they were in hell. And one by one and person by person will be judged every idle word the Bible says. And then from that point, they will be cast in the lake of fire, which burneth forever and ever, the Bible says, which is the second death. Do you think God wants to do that? Do you think the Lord Jesus Christ hath pleasure in the death of the wicked? No, the Bible says he doesn't. Do you think the Bible, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ wants to cast somebody into the lake of fire? No, he died for them. He loves them like he loves you and me. He loves the whole world, the Bible says, for God so loved the world. He loves all men and is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance, to accept the Lord Jesus Christ, to have forgiveness of sins. We need to make some commitments. Psalm 37, verse 5 says, Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. It doesn't say past, like before, it says pass, like you're passing something. Pass. He'll bring it to pass. It'll pass away. Whatever you're dealing with, you commit your way to the Lord. Joseph committed his way to the Lord. We can see that if you know the story of Joseph. His family was not all that great. You ever read about his family, Joseph? His father, Jacob. Jacob was... He was, God was with him, amen? He, he, he was a man of God, but he, he had his issues. And uh, thank God that he, God uses sinners, amen? There's nobody perfect in the Bible except for God when he became flesh, amen? There's nobody perfect. And we read some story, oh, it's okay. Look, uh, this person in the Bible did this, and it's okay. For, no, the Bible's telling you about uh, that God uses sinners. And if there's some sin that brought you down, there's still hope to get back up. God's with you. God is with you. He's for you, and he stands for you. And we need to be with him. Make some commitments to God. Joseph made some commitments when his family was not all that great. He had, there was 10 brothers. He had 11 brothers, but Benjamin was little. There was 10 brothers that wanted to kill him. Was so angry and raged. Why? Because Joseph made a commitment to God, and God was working through him, and Joseph was a light in that entire family, the entire family. Despite of, uh, if your spouse is not walking with the Lord, you, you can stand strong and walk with God, make some commitments. And the hard things you're going through, the Bible says, commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, that means, listen, you're going to have to trust the Lord. You're going to have to commit your soul to God, get some faith under your belt and walk with the Savior, and don't let the little things of life take you away. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. The things that are eating you up, you said, God can't change my circumstances in my family, but he can bring it to pass. I'm stuck with the predicament I am in, and I can't change it. God can bring it to pass. He might not change it how you want it changed, but I promise you, 
He'll bring it to pass. Now, you can either, either live in despair and let uh, your life bring you down, or you can have the Lord with you. Joseph was 17 when he went into Egypt, a young man. This young man made some commitments for God, amen, and stood. He said, well, we live in different times today. Oh, there's no excuse. The world is beaten on all of us. But you know what's beaten on us more? The grace of God. Amazing grace. And as sin abounds, grace doth much more abound. You know that because of the amount of sin that has come into this world and is abounding, you know that even more grace is abounding more than ever. There's no excuse to fall. You say we have such uh, abominations even at our fingertips with our phones. Well, you got... More grace coming down from heaven. Amen. Like the rain that flooded the whole earth. And the Bible says that Noah found that grace in the eyes of the Lord. And it's your time and your family to find the grace of God for the salvation of the people around you. Joseph made some commitments to God. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust. Trust him. Trust him. You know what trust is? You take your hands off. Lord, I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. You trust him. Falling back. You ever do that experiment? Fall back. Everybody's knees just bend, hesitate a little bit, you know. Unless you don't care about getting hurt. Everybody has trust issues, especially in Philadelphia. Especially if you've gone through some things at a young age. Especially if you've been hurt. Especially if people have hurt you. Especially if your family has hurt you. Especially if you've been hurt by those who loved you or say they loved you. Joseph was in the same situation. Betrayed by his own brothers. Who did he have? He committed himself to God, and he trusted God. He trusted God. Did God help him? No, God was with him. When God's with you, you can say, I'm going to get my older brother after you. I'm going to get my God after you. I remember when somebody ripped me off, and it was eating me up. And I said, Lord, I took it to the throne. Because I needed the help. I said, Lord, I didn't say get him, Lord. Tear him up, rain fire down from heaven and destroy him. No, I didn't say that. I said, Lord, help me. If I'm so eaten up with money where it's consuming me like this, then I have a problem with money, not this guy. Deliver me from this care. Deliver me from this weight. Why do I care so much? Why is this eating me up so much? Because somebody ripped me off, it's not him. It's because my heart is with that. You know, God freed me from that care. You say, can people rip you off now? Yeah. People rip me off here and there a lot. And you know what? I'll say, God, I know you got me. Now, I try not to get ripped off, but Lord wants to walk with some wisdom. But you know what? I've been freed from that care. I've been freed from that burden. And having to 
Have control, like Brother Rob preached, have control of every little thing. Now, I got God on my side. Amen. And I'm going to trust him. Like he provided for me before, he'll provide for me again. Make commitments to God. Did God just take all this care away? No, it got worse. They threw Joseph in a pit, in a deep pit, and he was sold by the Ishmaelites into Egypt. Got worse. That's why the Bible says you're going to have to trust me. You want to commit yourself to me, you're going to have to trust me. Because there are things in your heart that are contrary to me that I need to get out. There are some deep-rooted things in your life that have to get unrooted. And sometimes it hurts being pulled out because it's contrary to who you are, contrary to what you've been through, contrary to how you've been formed since you were born. But God wants to make of you something great and something new, and you're going to have to just trust him. Commit that way unto the Lord. Trust also in him. And he shall bring it to pass. Trust him. Trust the Lord. In Genesis chapter 41, verse 51, the Bible says, And Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh. For God, said he, hath made me forget all my toil and all my father's house. There came a time in Joseph's life that God caused him to forget all the problems and heartaches. Did God fix everything? Even better. God blessed him so much that it just became nothing and caused him to forget. That means it was just a faint, slight memory, if even that. Joseph, do you remember being thrown into the pit? Really? I was? What God can do if he's with you. Make commitment. The Bible says he was sold into Pharaoh's house or Potiphar's house. And you know what? And this is when he faced temptation. What a great temptation it was. For a man to be put in this situation. And the Bible says day after day after day after day after day after day. Potiphar's wife was after him. Now, he could have used excuses. Well, this is just the world that we live in. Listen to me. Some of us need some help. And you need God with you more than anything. And if you want the Lord with you, you're going to have to make some commitments. And this is what Job made some commitments. He said, I made a covenant with mine eyes that I will not look upon a maid. Why, therefore, am I going to look upon her? Why? I made a covenant. I made a commitment. Listen, whatever is going to hold you back from walking with God, you're going to have to fix it. You're going to have to get some help for it. And God has the grace to help you with it. Whatever it is. Listen, guys. We live in a day where the pornography is everywhere, where uh, the, the women are rampant the way they are, amen, where temptations are at their highest point, but the grace of God is more. Amen. 
fervent. The grace of God is stronger. And just as it was before, so shall so it is now. You need God with you. You need the Lord with you. And you got to do whatever it takes to keep it like that. Don't be fearful. Be a man. The Bible says, if I offend thee, what do you do? Get, it, get rid of it. Don't be scared to throw your television out the third story window onto the sidewalk. Be a man for God. Women, don't be scared if you're getting uh, caught up with gossip on the phones and the Facebook is destroying your life. You say, well, I need it. This is the day we live in. You, you throw that phone across the river like a skipping rock and say, goodbye, phone. God, I'm here. I'm yours. Do what you have to do and not use the excuses and the deceitfulness of your flesh to keep and continue with the sin that you're in. You're going to have to make a decision. Joshua drew a line. This line and this line. Everyone that wants to go over here, you go. For this side, it's the God's sin of this world. For over here, it's the true and living God in the old past and the old way. You want God with you. And he said, choose ye this day whom you're going to serve. You got to choose. You got to commit. You got to commit. Commit. You can't go through life just falling down and then getting up and then falling in and getting up and then falling down and getting up and then falling down and getting up. That is not a testimony of God's grace. God's grace gives you strength to stand. And as God raised that crippled man up, the Bible says the strength went into his bones. And he was running for God. You want God with you, you're going to have to be a testimony of his grace. Be a testimony. Be a testimony of his grace. Commit to God even in time of temptation. Commit to God in time of temptation. You got the, top, the way of the world against you. I know. I'm in the world too, but I'm not of it. I deal with the same things you do. Where's my phone at? I have a flip phone. You know why? You can guess why. And I bet you at least two people are going to come to me after service, probably not now, and tell me why they have to be on the Internet. And listen, if God is speaking to you like, I'm not against, I am against a 90, 100% of it. But it, listen, whatever is keeping you, I'm against whatever is keeping you back from walking with God. Whatever that is. Whatever, I'm not saying, uh, listen, I'm just saying whatever is keeping you back from walking with God, for God to be with you, get rid of it. Get rid of it. There is nothing more greater than having God with you. Get rid of it. Get rid of it. Be a man and get rid of it. Be a woman of God and just get rid of it. Once and for all. And walk freely. You know what Joseph walked out on? Temptation? Yeah. That was Joseph's job. He finally got a prosperous job. 
away from the brothers. God was with him. He was prosperous. He's working. They ran from it. Some of you are facing some things at work. Do what you got to do for God. You say, how am I going to pay my bills? How's God? That's where the trust comes in. You see, at the time, it's not going to make. We have people in the church that left their jobs to be here on Sunday today. Amen. Why? Because they commitment they made, and there, there's trust. Lord, I trust you that you're going to take care of me. I trust you. Amen. I trust you, Lord. Trust, commitment. The Bible says in Psalm 37, we're going to close. Psalm 37, verse 40, um, 34. Psalm 37, verse 34. Wait on the Lord and keep his way. What is God's way? Oh, whatever you feel in your heart is right. No, God's very specific. It's the Bible way, amen? Wait on the Lord. Thank you, Josh. Wait on the Lord and keep his way. And he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. Wow. What you give up God for, and you're going to give your life to a bunch of turmoil, toil, and, and sweat, and heartache. God says, you know what? If you just look to me, I'll just give it to you. You know, God is rich. God has blessings. God has power. It's not what you know, it's who you know. Amen? You need God with you. You need the Lord. And you wait. The blessings of the Lord, it maketh rich, and he addeth no sorrow with it. He shall exalt thee to inherit the earth, the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. I have seen the wicked, Psalm 37, verse 35, I've seen the wicked in great power, yes, and spreading himself like a green bay tree. And we see the wicked in great power today. The Bible says when the wicked are in, a, in, in power, the people mourn. Yet he passed away, and lo, he was not. Yea, I saw him, but he could not be found. Mark the perfect man, and behold the upright, for the end of that man is peace. I've been in some mansions and their homes were full of anger and turmoil and hatred. Can't buy peace. Jesus brings peace. Amen? We need God. But the transgressors shall he, uh, be destroyed together. The end of the wicked shall be cut off. But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in time of trouble. Joseph was committed. Joseph was committed when he went before Pharaoh. And when Pharaoh seen him, I'm going to close. When Pharaoh seen him, he said, the spirit of God is in this man. He was a light that shined out of darkness. Joseph became second to Pharaoh. Why? Because Joseph made commitments. And I'm not preaching healthy, wealthy, and wise message. Because when God is with you, you're content the Bible says, I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God than to dwell in the tents of the wicked. I'd rather, listen, I'd rather be in church praising my God than having anything because my true riches are going to be in heaven. But God wants to take you and use you. And in the end, God brought Joseph's family. He said, I've got to be there for my family. Oh, Joseph was always contrary. He stood for God when his family didn't. 
And in the end, his family came. His family came to him because Joseph was a light. Joseph was, held the resources of the blessings of God in his hand. When you commit your way to the Lord, when you trust him, he shall bring those things to pass. Just got to do it. God was with Joseph, and he was prosperous in all he did. The Bible calls us to be fruitful into every good work. Every good work is not just working with your hands. It's every good thing that you do for God. He wants you to be prosperous in that. Would you commit to God today? Piano, Shalisha. Would you make commitments today to the Lord? There's something in your life that's between you and God that's holding you back, and you know what it is. And when I mention it, it comes to your mind and heart. Can you trust God to pull it out? He's gentle. He knows what you need. Can you trust God to take from your life what's keeping you too from getting closer and holding back the blessings that he wants to give you? Job's captivity wasn't turned until he prayed for his friends. You see, there's a pattern there. You have to draw nigh to God first, and then he'll draw nigh to you, and then he'll show you how dirty your hands are. Then he says, cleanse your hands. I'm God. I want to stay with you. I'm not going to leave. Would you stay with me? Would you abide with me? I have the love you need. I have the blessings you need. Commit to me because I've already committed to you God wants you to get closer to him what's in the way of you and God trust him let it go trust is hands off Lord I'm taking my hands off the wheel and I'm going to relax and I'm going to wait Whatever it is, oh God, I'm ready to hear. Whatever it is, oh God, I'm willing to do. Wherever it is, oh God, I'm willing to go. Use me only if you're with me. In Jesus' name, let's all stand. If God spoke to your heart, you come on down. You ask God, what's in the way between me and you? Trust him. Allow him to take it from you once and for all. Give it to God. Cleanse your hands, you sinners. Give it to God. Whatever's offending you, whatever's keeping the presence of God from being close to you, come down. You'll receive the grace you need. The Bible says you come boldly to the throne of God to find mercy. Find that grace and obtain mercy in time of need. From a despaired family to second to Pharaoh. Right next to the king. 
the king of Egypt. You know why? Because Joseph was always next to the king of kings. He always had humbled himself before the king. And you humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Trust him. Trust him. The journey with the Lord is a time to remember. The journey with the Lord will cause you to forget all your despair of the past. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. God wants to take you on a journey of love, prosperity, grace, strength, whatever you need. He's God. And may the power of God rest on you. I need thee. Oh, I need thee. Oh, every hour I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come to thee. If you would all please just uh, be seated for one moment. We have a baptism, amen? We'll be there for our brother. So, Shalisha, you could play and give me one minute. I hope I can still fit in this, uh, I call it the swamp suit. I have gained COVID dozens, amen?
Amen. Baptism. This is a special, special time between Christ and the believer. Amen? Amen. A pledge. There's something about baptism that the Lord enjoys, loves, because we are identifying ourselves with Him. Amen? In our imperfect selves, this is really the only way we could. Amen? And this is what God chose, uh, the symbol of baptism, to show that we got saved. Brother Lute, is a special moment. I can call you brother now, amen? It's a special moment between you and Christ. And he's going to do a great work in you. He already has. The devil's been after Lou already. Uh, you see he has a bag over his arm. He said he was in, all night in the hospital. And he said, the devil's been trying to keep me out from cutting baptized today. And that's what the devil does. But you trust the Lord, you keep trusting the Lord. And God's going to use you in ways you could never dream. Amen. Um, uh, Lou got saved at our revival meeting. Amen. Last week. And I know, I know there's others uh, here, too, in the room that have never gotten baptized after you got saved. You need to do that. Amen. And uh, you come to me, you say, I, I'm ready. I want to get baptized. It's a special time. You ought to be excited about it. And uh, Brother Lou, did you receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? Yes. No, I did. Amen. You did. All right, I'm going to baptize you, Lou. Uh, Lou, based on your profession of faith, amen, in the Lord Jesus Christ, as Matthew 28 tells us, to baptize in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I now baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Let's have uh she's just going to take a picture. Brother Tom, can you get her phone just take a picture? And uh, we're going to close it out in prayer. And um, Brother Rob, you can uh, afterwards turn the abiding radio on. Let's close it out in prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you for being good to us. I pray, Lord, please bless this church in a mighty way. We thank you for your word. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for Lou getting baptized, Lord. A brother in Christ, and uh, thank you for all you've done. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. amen.